Welcome everyone to the Side Beyond Side podcast, where we look beyond the surface, diving deeper into life's issues. I am Mike Brown, your health and wellness coach. And as always, I would like to take some time to thank you all for choosing to spend the next few minutes of your life with me. I know that you could be doing other things or listening to someone else, but you chose to tune in to the Side Beyond Side podcast. And for that, I am very, very grateful. And with that being said, let's create some freshwater moments. Well, guys, we are here and I am happy, happy, happy. I'm telling you, this weather change, I've been trying to hold strong with it, but it's been getting me. It finally got me again. I'm telling you, I haven't been this irritable with illnesses in a long time. There was a point in my life where I felt like I was getting sick left and right all the time. But then the last probably about five years, I've been doing all right. I've been fine. I've been staying up on my vitamins, watching. Well, I don't know. I've I've slacked on watching what I eat. However, the main thing is I've been getting back on track. But for the most of those five years, I've been watching what I eat, been staying fit. That's another issue, whatever. But you know what I'm trying to say. But this this year has been ridiculous. This last few months, these last few months have been out of control. It's been out of bounds. I can't believe it went from 20 degrees to no wait it was less it was it was in the negatives it went to negative degrees up to 70 then back down to 50 40 then up to 60 then back down to freezing temperatures and I'm telling you people sit there and say well that's just how it is in the midwest I've been in the midwest a long time I understand how it works and it never worked like this it wasn't this drastic I get it. It can go from being 90 degrees to showers and all of a sudden it drops down to 50. I get that. I've experienced that many a times. Then all of a sudden it it peaks back up. When the sun goes down, it's 100. I get it. But this right here, this is some mess. This This is crazy. It'd be freezing, ice and snow on the ground. Next thing you know, it's 70, 75 degrees. Ice starts to melt. Then we get another cool night and it starts to freeze up again. I've never seen ice stay so long during this season and have so many nice days. It's crazy. I don't know what region you live in, but please let me know if the weather is doing the same thing. The weather's been totally bananas. So finally, my allergies have caught up with me and I'm a little hoarse. I don't know if it's hoarse, but I'm a little congested. That's what you're hearing. So hopefully we just power through this and we'll be all right. Because that's what we do. That is what we do. You know, I've been seeing a lot of good things out here and I've been... uh. I know I always, it seems like I'm always talking about the negative, but I only talk about the negative because I'm trying to let you guys know that there is a way out of it. We don't have to dwell in the negative. We have to understand that uh, it is out there and that we have to deal with negative instances. However, I try to talk in a manner that there is a way out. There is a way out of it. And I feel like I've been surrounded by a lot of negativity. I'm back to uh, just always constantly being on guard, constantly thinking about ways out of these situations and ways to make the situation better and what I need to do and making a plan and staying two steps ahead and not falling for these traps and not falling for um, thinking negatively and thinking ill of people and things like that. Don't, Don't get me wrong. There's been some times where I was like, man, why I ought to, <laughs> or man, I should have thought about those things, but thank goodness they're brief thoughts. And I say, you know what? No, I need to think differently. I got to think differently. In order to change things, you have to do things differently. Not everybody's going to be on board with what you're doing. And that's been the, that's been the experience all year. Change is hard. And you're talking to a man that likes his routine, okay? Change is very difficult to handle for a lot of people. 
there's actually there's very few people that I've met that says that have said, oh, I, I can handle change really well. I don't mind it. Now, there have been some people that I've met that has never said to me that they handle change very well, but I've watched them and they can handle change like a champ. And I've tried to take notes and do what they did. And I've tried and I'm still trying to apply those things. But one thing I will say with most people, most people, as difficult as it is to accept change, most people are willing to accept change when they look at the big picture, when they are, when their vision is aligned with the vision of the person making the change or their vision is aligned with the change, with the vision of the change. Their vision is aligned with the end game, the outcome, the overall outcome, the overall perspective, the overall end game with this vision. Most people are able to adapt. Doesn't mean that you're going to agree with everything. It doesn't mean you're going to agree with the whole process of change. It just agree. It just means that you're not going to be divisive. You're not going to be uh, have any ill will. You're not going to be a, a a disgruntled teammate because of it. Because you understand the big picture and you understand that it, things may not go exactly how you want it. But as long as we are making strides to make things better. I can get on board with that. I think most people think like that. However, there's a select few, a select few that purposely, intentionally, out of the spitefulness of their hearts, go against these things. They have no trouble making things difficult for those that are promoting the change. They have no trouble slandering people's names. They have no trouble making up lies and starting rumors. They have no trouble stepping on people or anyone to get to what they want or get to where they want to be or to get what they want, I should say. They have no trouble doing these things. Why? It's not so much that they don't want change because they don't understand the vision. That's that's some of it. But let's get like, let's just get right to it. They don't want change because their hearts are so hardened and they don't want to look in the mirror. They know that with this change comes the time where they have to look in the mirror. Because let's just be real. We can't always blame our environment. We can't always blame other people for things that are going on with us. We have to look in the mirror and say, how am I contributing to this situation? How am I contributing to this toxic toxic environment? What am I doing? Why haven't things changed at all since I've been in this building? Why haven't I produced any change in the things that I control for the past 10 years I've been in this building? But there are people that fight so hard not to look in the mirror because they think that they are good where they're at. They think that it's everybody else around them that's holding them back. They think that it's everyone else around them that's making their life hell at work. They think it's everyone around them while they're falling short. When they know good and well that they have done nothing to promote change, they have only created chaos and dissension for their entire time They've been in that building, but yet they have the nerve to point to people that are in charge, people, their peers and their colleagues and point to them and say, you guys aren't doing anything and you guys need to fix this. This is the, these are the hardened hearts that we're dealing with every day. And I'm telling you, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It upsets me to the point where I could scream. But being who I am, being where I'm at, I have to remain in a certain state in order to get my point across. And I think that's what all of us have to do. Sometimes our words aren't going to matter. Sometimes what we have to say, we can give an awesome speech. We can 
wholeheartedly mean every word we say. We can wholeheartedly try to encourage everybody. We can have the best interest for everybody. We will sacrifice our own desires and our wants and our needs to see everyone else benefit. And we could give a speech saying those things and people could see us doing those things. And it's still not enough because if they let us do that, they will have to look in the mirror. Very few people want to take responsibility for their own mess. It's easy to blame someone else. And we see it every day. We see people laughing and being happy when people are down and out. We see people forced to make decisions that go against their 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 values it goes against their vision but they're backed into a corner and they have to make decisions like that and then people are just laughing and happy about it happy to see someone down people are rejoicing people are saying all this fake stuff in your face like what well, this is nothing new i mean people say fake stuff in your face while you're down And then they go back and snicker and they think that they got you. They think that they got you. They think that, yay, we've won. We've won. We've won. We get to stay the same and we don't have to look in the mirror and we get to continue to blame everybody else for not doing anything, for not, for falling short every day, for not caring, for not being empathetic, for wanting to stay in your messiness. Rejoice because we get to stay ugly, evil, deceitful. I'm going to just stop. I'm going to stop. But we we get to stay ugly in our hearts. And they're rejoicing for that. Now think about that. Is that a party you want to be a part of? Is that a group that you want to be a part of? While they're openly rejoicing because they think they've won because they don't have to look in the mirror. I could care less about being in a group like that. I can care less if they think they've won. On the outside, they think they've won everything. And they're happy about it. They're happy about it. Think about that. They are happy remaining Nasty, evil, deceitful in their hearts. That's terrifying. These are people that are in charge of leading and educating our future. These are people that make laws that are supposed to better our communities. These are people that are supposed to be role models. These are people that have great influence on others and they try to disguise their ugliness in their heart and hearts by rejoicing in evil. That's why I say you have to be careful who you hang around and you got to know when it's just time to let something go, when it's time to just walk away from someone because you know that you're not aligned on their path. That's not being mean. That's just saying, hey, okay, we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. I know how this game is played. I know how this unfolds. I'm not going to even dive into that. See, with you, I can't mingle with you. I'm not going to try to convince to see otherwise. But what I am going to do, I'm going to just stay on my path and I'm going to be consistent with the things I do and the things I say. And if you see that and you're inspired by that, then so be it. If you're not, That's fine. You stay the same. But I will never, ever try to join your group. I'm never coming into this this situation trying to eat at your table. Why? Because I'm cut from a different cloth. I'm cut from a cloth where I don't rejoice in someone's suffering. I don't rejoice in, in tearing down someone. I don't rejoice in stepping on someone to get to where I'm at. I don't rejoice in in not looking in the mirror. I don't rejoice in that stuff. 
And this all stems from a hardened heart. I didn't get what I wanted, so now I'm going to make sure everybody else doesn't get what they want. Misery loves company. That's so true. I'm miserable right now, so let me take someone else down with me. This is the environment, the toxic, sick environment that we enter in every day. All you freshwater warriors are coming into environments like this every day. It may not be exactly how I'm describing it, but it's pretty similar. And like my friend said, it don't have to be exact. You don't have to hit a bullseye to win in darts. You can get close. And right now, my environment that I'm talking about may not be exactly your environment, but it's close enough that you have an understanding of what we're talking about here. There are a select few that will resist change and will do anything, anything possible. And it's funny, you see it. They have the nerve to sit here and, 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 and gather up their group and talk in these little pockets and gossip in these little pockets and start up these little secret social media groups and talk all this nonsense and talk all this evilness because they feel validated by the, the evil gossip that they're spewing. They feel validated that someone thinks like them. They feel validated that, that they don't have to look in the mirror and someone else doesn't want to look in the mirror too. So they think that is the right way. They think that what they're doing is awesome. They think that what they're doing is justified because no one else is doing something about it. So we're going to do something about it now and we're going to do it our way by tearing down people. It's funny. It's funny how they do that. And then when they invite you, a freshwater warrior, into your group, into their group, and you say, now nah, I'll pass, oh my gosh, they are shocked. They can't understand why you wouldn't want to be a part of such thing. Why wouldn't you want to be miserable all the time? Why wouldn't you want to be negative all the time? Why wouldn't you want to cut down people? Why would you want to look in the mirror and say, what can I change to help this environment? Why would you want to do something so silly like that? And they have the nerve to sit there and add you to the list of people that they try to tear down. But I'm going to say this to you, freshwater warriors. You cannot be afraid to walk to the beat of your own drum. You see, when, when I'm faced with those situations, I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm confident that I'm going to get through it. Why? Because my path is different. My vision is different. My goals are not aligned with their goals. See, I have a different agenda that I'm trying to get to. And I have a different way that I'm going about it. So I can't focus on all that. I know that with every decision that I make, with everything that I do, some people are going to like it. One person might say, hey, Mike, I'm with you. But there's going to be 10 other people back in their back in the backside, yelling and screaming, saying how silly this is and talking and trying to discourage me. I know that. But I thank God that I'm an overcomer. I thank God that I'm battle tested. I thank God that I'm willing to go into battle. I thank God that I'm willing to go into battle by myself. I thank God that I'm willing to go into battle with other freshwater warriors. I don't walk in fear and nor... Will I ever walk in fear? And I'm not about to start now because I have to walk in a toxic environment. This ain't the first time. This is not the first time. Do you really think this is the first toxic environment I've ever encountered in my life? <laughs> Do you not think that I haven't seen this before? Do you not think that I don't know your moves before you do them? Do you really think I'm coming in here trying to eat at your table? Do you really think that I don't understand the plots and the schemes that you have, you've devised? Do you not think that I haven't said what your next steps will be step by step months before? This is what I'm saying. So when you are able to walk like that and you have the confidence like that and not just the confidence, but you have the knowledge 
and you have the wisdom, keep keep moving forward. You got to have a tunnel vision. You have a, you have to have a tunnel vision on your path because you can easily get distracted. Yes, is it frustrating? Heck, yes, it's frustrating. But you cannot get deterred. You can't take a detour and address every little piece of gossip, every little nag, every little concern and complaint. You cannot address this because I'm going to tell you something. If you start to fight that fight, they want to wear you down. You cannot fight nonsense with knowledge. You cannot fight nonsense with knowledge, man. Nonsense. If someone is spewing nonsense, you just got to let them spew it and leave it alone. Don't address that. If you do decide to address it, just attack it head on and say, speak the truth and talk the facts and say one thing and call it out like that and leave it alone. But don't go tit for tat. When someone's spitting nonsense, you just look at them and say, okay, all right, I see where they're coming from. I'm not going to even entertain. I'm not going to even waste time with this conversation because I know where it's headed. They want me to join in and, and lower my level to be just as ridiculous as they're being right now. People are toxic because they have hardened hearts, because they refuse to look in the mirror. To look in the mirror. Because they couldn't possibly be part of the problem. That's what they think. They think it's always someone out to get them. They think that their mediocrity is the best. They think that doing nothing is the best. And when they see someone doing something and they think it's better than what they're doing, oh, that makes them angry. It doesn't make them want to jump on board. It makes them angry to see someone not sweating, figuring out these situations, pressing on, and it just makes them livid. Why? Because they have hardened hearts. They're jealous. They get jealous. They're trying to figure out why does this freshwater warrior have seem to have all the answers, have all these connections. Why do they stay calm? I intentionally tried to make things hard for them, but they still keep doing their job. They still keep moving forward without any complaints. They can't figure it out. And it drives them crazy. That's why I say stay on the path. You don't have to entertain everything that comes up. You know the truth. You know what your path is. You know what your goal is. Stop entertaining every little thing that comes up. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with the toxic environments. I'm frustrated with the nonsense. I'm frustrated with the evil-hearted, evil-spirited people that we have to encounter sometimes. And like I said in the beginning, it's a select few. I think that most people are able to accept change eventually when they understand that the vision is aligned with something good. And once you take yourself out of it, once you take your pride out of it, and you start to say, okay, this, the steps that are taken may not be the steps that I would have taken, but I'm going to play my position and I'm going to play it well. And I'm going I'm to know my role and I'm going to do it well. If I, if I see something, I'm going to help out and I'm going to offer some kind of um, perspective if I see there might be an issue, I'm going to do that, but I'm doing it to help. I'm not doing it to to backstab. I'm not doing it to gloat. I'm not doing it to say that, oh, see, this person's dumb. See, they didn't even see this. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it so we can all work in a better environment and not just work in a better environment, but we can keep things moving in a progressive state, in a positive progressive state, because that's what it comes down to. When you're in a field of service, we are all... You know, my my buddy, I just saw he had a tattoo and it had servant. I said, man, that that's a that's a powerful word. That's a powerful word. Servant. That is what we all are. I don't care what profession you're in. We are all servants. And I just kept looking at his tattoo and thinking about the word. And it's so true. 
We are all servants. So when you are serving, you have to take yourself out of it. You automatically take yourself out of it. Why? Because you're putting that person before you. And when you put others before you, you have no choice but to be selfless. You have no choice but to have grace and mercy. You have no choice but to be happy in that position of serving. You have no choice. It's the ones with the heart and hearts that, that say, what's in it for me? I'm not doing this unless I have something to benefit from. I'm not going to do this. It wasn't my idea. I'm not doing this because th- this this leader called me out one time and I didn't like it. And I did not want to change. So I'm going to do everything to go against it. I'm going to go as far as act like I don't know any of the rules of the building. I'm going to act as I'm going to go as far as to say, act clueless with every situation. I'm going to call upon help with things that I know I can fix on my own. I'm going to make this building as terrible and as toxic as possible because I don't want to look in the mirror because I am not the problem. But see, with that kind of mentality, it's ridiculous because they are the problem. And you know what's even more alarming is that half the people in their group know that each one of them are the problem, but refuse to call each other out. And then now they done sucked in other people that were freshwater warriors that were trying to hold strong. But since they, they, they were, they weren't, um, I'm not going to say strong enough, but since they hung around that group for a long amount of time, their hearts became harder. And that's what happens. You see, if you start hanging around groups with hardened hearts, with evil thoughts, jealous tongues, envious spirits, when you're a freshwater warrior and you start hanging around groups like that, you run the risk of becoming just like them with a heart and heart. Why? Because you're dwelling in their domain. You're dwelling in their domain. And that is going to corrupt even the best heart the longer you stay. That's why I don't even entertain it. That's why I say I'm not trying to eat at your table. Go ahead. You guys can talk. You can sit there and say, oh, whatever you want. But I know why. I'm not joining in this group and you know why I'm not in this group because I'm not trying to be corrupted. I know I can't hang around in that group because the longer I hang around as strong as I am, as strong as I think I am, I am going to be corrupted. That's why you avoid those groups at all costs. It's not about judging and being better. It's about protecting your heart. It's about protecting your mindset. It's about protecting your path. It's about protecting your soul and your spirit. It's about protecting you in general. It's about protecting your family. Because once you go down with the heart and heart, it's going to impact. Oh, you think it impacts just you? It's going to impact everyone around you. That is why you have to run away from people and groups like that. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I work with them. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to interact with them. Not on that level. And I'm talking about interacting with the gossip and the name calling and the destroying other people and stepping on people, the evil thoughts, the jealous thoughts. I'm talking about that. I'm not saying being rude every time you have an encounter because you have to work side by side with them. Um, No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't get into the mess. Don't get into the mess. See, once you get into the mess, that's when they'll win. Because then they'll say to themselves, we got a freshwater warrior. Now, they validate us, so I know we're right when they know that they're wrong. But they will lie to themselves over and over and over until it's their truth to avoid looking in the mirror.
it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because when you have a hardened heart, an oppressive mindset, uh, when you are full of jealousy and envy, when you're full of anger and spitefulness, when you're full of dissension, when you're full of chaos and destruction, when you're filled with those things, you will never, ever reach your full potential. You will always sit back and blame everybody else for your shortcomings. You will blame everybody else for things that aren't going right in your life for yourself. You will blame everybody else for everything that goes wrong. And then you'll have the nerve to blame them and then want them to turn around and fix your mess. And then when they try to fix your mess, you're going to say, that's not good enough. And then after that, they try to say, okay, let me teach you how to fix your mess. Nope, I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn. I'll just rather sit here with my group every day, talk trash, and be content with that. Because I feel good when I blame. I feel good not taking responsibility for my actions. I feel good not being part of the team. I feel good doing these evil things. I tell you, it makes my heart flutter thinking about that and talking like that. But there are people in this world. There are people in this world that are running around with hearts like that, intentionally causing destruction. And then have the nerve to say, well, what did I do? I didn't do anything. And then they do everything in secrecy. See, that's what kills me. If you want to be so bold and say you're this and that, then stop doing it in secrecy. Stop lying every time you know um, you did something and you're confronted with it. I'm going to tell you one thing. At every job I've been in, every job, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to brag. That's far from the case. Because this is not always easy for me. Sometimes it looks easy. Some of my friends will say, Mike, man, that's just easy for you to do. It's not easy. Or they say silly things like, oh, you just like confrontation. I don't like confrontation, but I'm not going to sit on it. So what I'm saying is in every job I've been at, if I've had an issue with you, I have brought it up to you. I have. Every job. If I've had an issue, I've said what I've had to say. Some of them, some of the issues, it's like, whatever, it's no big deal. I'm not worried about it. But if it was big enough where it was bothering me, where it was going to impact how I work with you, I've brought it up to you. And there were a lot of the times it was a matter of, a miscommunication. So I had to just make sure. I had to make sure if what I heard was correct or did I hear it the wrong way. And I thank goodness that most of the time I felt like when we left the conversation that the person was truthful and I heard it the wrong way. I'm cool with that, but I didn't let that fester. Why? Because I knew the environment that I worked in. There was no way I was going to work with someone at a treatment center with adults where we have to do holds, where people are, are can be loose cannons, where you can really get injured, where things can change on the fly. If I'm working in a shelter like that in the same environment, I knew that if I held on to that, I did not want to be the guy to watch someone get hurt or to say, I'm not going to help you because I'm mad at you. I did not want to be that person. I didn't want to hold on to that. So I knew I wanted to fix it. So I didn't hold on to it. Even if I even if I left the conversation and I felt like they were just straight up lying to me and I they, they were just being mean and nasty, that's fine. I got it off my chest. Now I can move on and just do my job. Whether you like me, whether I like you or not, we can do our job and we can do it well and we can be effective and we can all leave, be safe, Go home as we came. I wanted that for everybody, whether you liked me or not. I wanted that for everybody, whether we got into an argument or not. 
That is what I wanted. But I did not want to take a chance on holding on to something, letting it fester. And then it came time where we had to do a hold or it came time where that person was in a, in a jam and I'm just sitting back watching them dig themselves in a bigger hole, watching them claw to get out of it and knowing that I could help, but I, I'm so mad right now and they deserved it. I didn't want that attitude. That is why I take the time to confront these issues if it's bothering me like that. But we don't see that a lot in workplaces. We don't see that a lot in our own families. That's what I've learned over the years. I've learned that I can effectively do my job whether you're all with me or whether you're all against me. Why? Because I understand that I am a servant. I understand that my path is to serve, 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 to put others before myself. And that's just how it is. I had a buddy of mine laugh at me because <laughs> I was talking with him and I said, there, there really isn't too much that's going to happen at work where it's going to get me flustered. There's not anything that's going to happen in this building that's going to knock me off my uh, knock me off my feet and shock me. There isn't anything that's going to happen that I feel like I can't handle. And he was just talking and we were talking back and forth. I said, you know what? I tell him like, I look at it like this. I've done stuff like this for 20 years on a higher level of uh, behavior level. I've done things like this. I've seen a lot of things. I've been trapped in a med room, a small med room, uh, threatened to get beat up by a schizophrenic male. Um, and he was having an episode and he wanted to really hurt me. I've had a guy stray out of prison uh, for getting in a shootout with the police in treatment in my face, mad at me, saying he was going to beat me up because he felt I disrespected him. I've had groups in treatment center coming at me saying that they were going to hurt me because they didn't like that I was confronting them on their mess. I've had youth threaten to jump me. I've had youth threaten to have their parents or their family members waiting on me to kill me and to shoot me on my way to my car after I'm done with my shift. They were naming my car, what I drive, when I leave, how I enter, how I exit, where I park, what time I get here, what time I leave. They knew all of those things. I've had youth try to jump me. I've had all of that happen. You know, I mean, and so you, you, you get to the point where you say, okay, that's some big time stuff. So now that I'm working with children that are under 12, are you kidding me? The stuff that they're going to threaten me with or do or that they're capable of, <laughs> it ain't going to phase me. It ain't going to phase me because I always think back to the time I was trapped in the med room. I thought, man, I'm about to eat this butt kicking. I'm about to have to eat. I'm about to eat this because there is nothing I can do with this man right now. There is nothing I can do to save myself. I'm a tough guy. I am a very, very tough guy, but I ain't that tough. And he's in an episode and he's up in my face, spitting. Eyes are bugged out. He's red veins popping out of his neck. And he thought I disrespected him and he was ready to go to war. Now, he already had a violent history. And I was looking like, oh, my gosh. Even if I try to fight this guy, I'm about to get destroyed in this little room. It was like a little, little, it was almost like a little jail cell, smaller than that. It was a small med room. So I was about to touch every wall. 
<laughs> I was going to be at his mercy. That's a frightening position. The guy from prison and the shootout with the cops. I'm like, well, he wants it way more than me. Any man that's willing to have a shootout with the cops and go to prison, he spent almost all his life in prison. He was a big man. He was 6'6", 300 some pounds. Intimidating man. And he was in my face looking down on me. I'm I'm not, I'm a small guy. He's looking down on me, telling me what he was going to do to me and what he's done to other people. I had a decision to make. I, I had a decision to make. I'm sweating. I remember I was wearing a sweatsuit. I was wearing a sweatsuit. It was in the middle of the winter. And I was cold at first and automatically I got hot. I sweated through that sweatsuit trying to look calm. I, my face said I was calm, but my body was shaking. That was back when I wore things like two sizes too big, you know, when, when that fashion, that was the fashion thing back then. I was sweating through my suit. Like, man, there, if I, if I, once again, I think I'm a tough guy, but there ain't nothing I can do to stop this dude if he wants to beat me up. That's pressure to me. That's pressure. Pressure's leaving on leaving on your three to eleven shift and it's jet black. It's eleven thirty and you're walking to your car and you're wondering during his phone call, this kid's phone call, did he call his family and tell him to come up and, and harm me? You're wondering, am I gonna make it to my car? Because you know the background of this family. I'm I'm telling you. I think back to high school. I think back to high school and out of high school, people up in my face wanting to jump me. You know, I think about all those things. That's pressure. That's pressure. What are you going to do? You have to make quick decisions. When you're working in, when you're in a field of service and you're working with people that are going through things, when you're working people with people trying to rehabilitate themselves, you have to think on your feet because one, they're thinking on their feet. They're trying to be two steps ahead of you. You have to think on your feet. You have to be a, a strong decision maker. You have to make a decision and live with it. You have to do that every day. That's why in this building, I say you will need me before I need you. You will need me before I need you. I tell that to my own kids. <laughs> they want to get all cocky about it and say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That's fine. You can do that. But I just want you to know that you will need me before I need you. So if that's the route you really want to take, if that's what you really want to do, then go ahead. But I ain't calling you for help. I ain't going to call you. You'll call me, though. So you might want to rethink that cockiness that you have. You might want to rethink those words and understand that I'm here trying to help you. And understand that you're not going to get everything that you want. Sometimes I got to say no because I'm looking out for you. You will need me before I need you. And that's how I feel sometimes working in a toxic environment. Because I can't imagine a scenario where I'm calling on a toxic person, a toxic group for help. Because I already know that they won't help. They're not gracious. And if they do decide to help, they want all the credit and they want you to pump them up, even though you know they had evil intentions. They don't want to they don't have any goodness in their heart to do anything for others. It's always for some selfish gain. Uh, if you ask for help, then they're talking bad about you for asking for help. I mean, it's a never ending. I will, that's why I will never, ever ask anyone that's toxic for help. No. I'll either figure it out on my own or I'll ask someone else that I know is gracious, that I know won't keep tabs that won't gossip and spread rumors and make things to be more than what they are. That's why I say that. I can't think of a scenario where I think that a toxic group or a toxic person makes that situation better. So if I know that they're not going to make the situation better, 
then why even entertain it? I'd rather deal with it on my own. I'll go as far as to say this. I'm responsible for 500 plus students. And I'm dead serious when I say this. If I walked into the building and it was just me and the 10, 15 toxic members in the building, I'd tell them to leave. I would not I would not ask them to help out for anything. I would tell them to leave. And I'll figure it out on my own with the 500 kids. Why? I know it sounds bad. It sounds bad. Why? Because I already know the task is going to be hard. Why on earth would I have them make it even more difficult and they're supposed to be helping? Why on earth would I do that? Sometimes I'd just rather go in alone and tough it out. Not because I want all the glory. It's because I don't want the headache. I don't want the headache. Now think about it like this. If I went in to that building with 500 plus students and I had three other freshwater warriors right there, we'd all huddle. I just picture us all huddling together, laughing about what predicament we are in right now. How are we going to divide and conquer this? But we would be laughing because you know what? We know that we have each other's back and we know that we're about to make some lemons, out of, some lemonade out of these lemons. And we, we know that we're going to be all right because we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that we're all okay. No one is caring about the glory. We don't care about the glory. We don't care who comes comes up with the idea on how to make the best out of this situation. We just care about making sure everybody's safe and everybody is able to cope with what we have. And that no matter what, our vision is to finish and to keep everybody safe. And then when it's done, it may be the most difficult day that we've had, but I guarantee you all 500 of those kids are going to be safe. All of them are going to enjoy themselves. They may not have learned academic wise what they should have learned, but they would learn how to be better at what they're at. They learn how to be a better person, a better young lady and a young man. They they would learn those things. They would learn how to interact. They would learn how to work together. They would learn how to have teammates. They learn how to be selfish or selfless, not selfish. They learn not to be selfish. Excuse me. But you get what I'm saying. And every last one of those parents will have their child return better than the way better than when they came in. And you know what? The four of us, freshwater warriors, would get together at the end of the day, worn out, give each other a hug and say, you know what? We did that. We did that. Laughing, smiling. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. Our work is stressful. Your work may be stressful. But it don't have to be stressful every minute of the day. It doesn't mean that you can't be happy. And it's possible because I've lived it. I've lived it. I don't know too many people who leave the work happy after an overnight or a 3 to 11 shift. But I know I've experienced it. Working those shifts, listening to kids tell you what you aren't and what you ain't, and listening to adults tell you the same thing over and over and over and trying to down talk you and all that stuff and trying to get over on you all the time. It's stressful. And then I'm leaving out even the more difficult things is listening to their life stories, listening to all that they've been through. You know, listening to some of these kids' stories, they've been through hell on earth, and they're up barely 14. That is stressful, stressful, stressful. But when you work with the crew that are all on the same page, 
you might go about it differently. You might go about getting to the goal differently because everybody is different. Everybody has a different way of doing things, but you all have the same vision on on the end goal. Things are going to be awesome because you're working for a cause and you're working to be selfless and you're working for each other. So that's why at the end of those shifts, yeah, as grueling as they are, we are able to laugh. We are able to say, you know what? Let's come back and do this again tomorrow. Man, today was rough, but we made it. You won't ever get that in a toxic environment. And sometimes you got to know um, sometimes you just got to know when to say no. You just have to know when to say no. When to avoid it. But guys, I've talked enough. I've talked enough. These toxic environments, they exist, they're everywhere. So you have to be aware on how to handle that. And you cannot handle it by joining in. You can't join in. You join in, you're going to eventually be corrupted. So don't join in. Don't fight foolishness with foolishness. Don't try to go tit for tat. Don't use wisdom and knowledge uh, going tit for tat with foolishness. That's not how you use wisdom and knowledge in that. Wisdom and knowledge is knowing exactly what to say to shut it down, spitting the facts, spitting the truth. You don't go back and forth. Wisdom, sometimes you got to know when to stay silent. That's how you fight that. As far as these hardened hearts, they're going to be, and they're becoming more evident with each passing day. We have a world full of hardened hearts. So we have a lot of work to do as freshwater warriors. And this is why I said last year that we have to be geared up. This is not going to be easy. This is only going to get worse. This is only going to be going to get more difficult for us. But that's why we have to be uh, ahead of the game. We have to be aware. We have to be together on this thing because that's the only way that we're going to stop this and that's the only way that we're going to change these hearts that's the only way we're going to open up a crease in these hearts so then god can come in and do his thing and transform these hearts that's what we're here to do so with that being said guys remember to be the fresh water that heals in a salty environment Until we meet again, my friends.